Good morning, beautiful dreamers. It is December 29th, 2023. This is episode 30 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. A podcast for dreamers by a dreamer. I am just looping you all in on my journey as I try to navigate a very audacious and ambitious goal to become uh, successful at stand-up comedy, my particular dream, and sharing with you what I'm learning, what I'm going through as part of this process for anybody who takes an interest in that. So I'm in kind of this weird situation with my next door neighbor. So I live in a townhome, so I have a shared wall with the neighbor. We have a backyard and uh, these new neighbors moved in a couple of months ago and they have dogs. And they have dogs that started barking the moment they moved in and have not shut up for months. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. These dogs bark all day, every day, at different times of the day, long periods of time, sometimes as long as hours. Most recently on New Year's Eve, they barked for about four hours, starting at about 8 or 9 p.m., and I was still up around 12.30 to 1 a.m. listening to him to the bark. That was the first night I actually called the police. However, the neighbor actually came home, and so I called the police and told them not to come because I don't actually... I don't want to do that, you know? I don't want to... It's just so annoying. So... You know, I've been reading about what the laws are and what the rules are. And, of course, everybody says, well, just write them a letter. Just write them a letter. And I'm like, dear neighbor, make your dog start barking. And the and the thing is, is I've already had two conversations with her, with the neighbor. So she saw me about a month ago and just said, hey, are my dogs barking? You know, is that annoying? And I, I, I said, yes. But nothing changed. And then New Year's Eve, I saw her, or Christmas Eve, I saw her at almost one in the morning coming home because I was outside trying to just figure out what the heck to do with these annoying dogs. She happened to come home and I just said, hey, your dogs have been barking for four hours. This is really starting to become an issue. Nothing has changed. You know, they were still barking. So the next thing that I did was I went to PetSmart and I bought one of these like ultrasonic dog training devices which supposed to happen is when it detects a bark it lets out an ultrasonic pitch and that is supposed to somehow agitate the dogs and stop them from barking when they learn that when they bark it does this thing but the problem is is it doesn't go through a fence and we we share a wood fence and so one of the panels of our wood fence is broken so i tried to point the speaker at that in that space try to get it to where it would point at the dogs and try to get them to shut up. They just barked right through it. It was like it wasn't there. And then when I get home from the gym tonight, uh, there's a note on my fence saying, hey, I don't know what that speaker is pointing at my property, but can you please take it down? I'm like, okay. So... Your dogs are barking. They won't shut up. I've asked you to shut up, to, to shut up your dogs. I've tried to do 
what I can to stop the dogs from barking, you know, buying this ultrasonic dog stopping device. And now you're telling me, oh, it's really annoying that you have a speaker pointing at my whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. That's annoying. So anyway, now I have to write her a note and say, well, what that speaker is, it's supposed to stop your annoying dogs from barking because you are not going to evidently stop this issue. You're not going to have a kennel inside. You're not going to leave them inside when you leave or whatever it is. Anyway, I'm really agitated, obviously. So what does this have to do with <laughs> dreams? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what it, ha you know, the little tie-in here. You're going to be amazed at this tie-in. And, you know, I, it's it's funny that um, that I'm thinking about this because I sort of had this realization, you know, a while ago. I don't remember when it first started to kind of hit me, but, you know, I think of the people who we sort of admire or maybe, you know, the celebrities that we look up to or maybe people who have achieved what it is that we are hoping to achieve, you know, the, the people who have the dreams that we are currently in pursuit of. And I think so often we sort of have a tendency to romanticize them, at least I know I do. And I just sort of had this realization and I'm, I'm just going, yeah, you want to know what? That celebrity that we think has this perfect life or that I think has this perfect life, you know, still has to wake up and, and deal with sh stuff. You know, they, they, they has got to like get bills paid and, you know, if they have kids, their kids pooped in their diaper, you know what I mean? Either that or they all have nannies who clean it up for them. But even then it's like, you know, there's still like the day to day things that everybody sort of has to deal with. And I just don't think there's really any escaping that, um, you know, uh, you know, unless you're some sort of prince or something like that. And you're just completely isolated and coddled. But, you know, I think that that's pretty rare, but, you know, I think most people who, um, who are even maybe a celebrity or who have what we would maybe consider a dream life, you know, a lot of success. There's still just the day-to-day -day that they have to deal with. And, and especially those who, you know, maybe made it big or had a big break a little bit later in their careers. Like, I think about this a lot with like Jerry Seinfeld, you know, we think, oh, Seinfeld, you know, he got on the Carson show and then boom, he had this sitcom and the boom sitcom takes off. And I'm going, if you actually look at the dates or the time frame, I think it was 10 years before Seinfeld's first Carson appearance and the pilot episode airing of Seinfeld. I think it was 10 years. You can all fact check me on that. But when I think about that, I go, well, what was Jerry Seinfeld doing for that 10 years? I mean, every day he had to wake up, <laughs> you know what I mean? He had to get the bills paid. I don't know how long into his career that he was able to 
sustain himself as a comedian. But, you know, there was probably a period of time where that wasn't the case to where he was pursuing comedy. He was living in New York, but wasn't able to pay his bills, you know, with comedy. And he had to wake up every single day and survive and pay the gas bill and pay rent and buy food and pay for insurance or whatever it is. I mean, I'm using Seinfeld specifically, but fill in the blank. Fill in the blank with anybody who's had success who maybe wasn't born into it. You know, maybe, you know, Paris Hilton didn't, you know, maybe quite have that sort of, um, sort of day to day. But, you know, her, her life definitely had, uh, her own very unique challenges of being born a wealthy celebrity. So, but anyway, I just sort of try to keep that perspective when I'm in the situation and where I'm going, yeah, you know, I, I'm in the grind right now. I'm in the thick of it. You know, I'm, I'm having to make ends meet and, you know, have a job while still trying to pursue comedy and trying to get footing and, you know, and find success. And, and I have to deal with the fact that I had some neighbors move in next door who have really annoying dogs and they leave them outside all day and just let them bark and drive me insane. And I have to deal with that, you know? Um, and that seems like such a petty problem. And it, and it is a petty problem, but I hope you're able to extrapolate that. I, I'm just using that as an example that, you know, no matter what the pursuit is, you are where you are and we have to get through the day and just navigate, you know, a, a, an annoying landlord or, a you know, a, a, a washing machine that breaks down or a car that stops working or running out of gas or, you know, and no dream is going to alleviate those sort of day-to-day stubbing-your-toe experiences of, of just living life. And that is also why I think it is so important to learn as much as possible to try and love each moment and each day and the process because... I, you know, I, I don't think getting any sort of level of success is really going to change the fact that you have to wake up every day and deal with stuff. Now, maybe the problems you're dealing with are maybe going to be, you know, more extreme or more grand. You know, Will Smith had to wake up the day after the Oscars and deal with the fallout of his actions and deal with the fallout that you know, Chris Rock said a joke he didn't like and he sort of blew up at him. And for him, it's because he's so famous and I have to try to navigate my next door neighbor and try to figure out a way to resolve this in a manner that, you know, doesn't make it awkward for this person who I have to live next to. You know, she didn't ask to be... She didn't ask for me to be here. I didn't ask for her to be there. I didn't ask for her to have dogs. She didn't ask to have dogs who bark a lot. And But here we are, and 
now I'm just navigating this situation. And it, it's just such a, I don't know, an interesting paradigm. Um, yeah, paradigm isn't the right word. Like a, like a contradiction of realities. It's like, I've got this big dream and I want to be famous and wealthy and, and be successful as a comedian and be able to sell out large venues and and be able to have enough of a name that I can actually sell tickets to a show and tour and book out rooms. And I have to try to figure out how to word a letter to leave on my neighbor's fence because their dog has been barking nonstop for months and it's driving me nuts. And I tried to resolve it on my own and now she's feels a certain way about that because I didn't communicate it well. I just plopped this ultrasonic speaker on her fence and she sees that and goes, well, you know, what the hell is that? And, uh, you know, whatever. So got to deal with it. So, you know, keep the dream. And if anything, do everything within your power and within your resources to make sure, though, that whatever those day-to-days are, that they don't throw you so off track that you aren't able to still pursue the dream with fulfillment and with as much joy as possible while realizing that a lot of pursuing dreams is just anchoring down and doing it every day, you know? And yesterday I sat down and wrote for an hour just put on my headphones. I went to a restaurant, ordered some chicken wings, put in the old earbuds, and then I just wrote. And it wasn't a great writing session. You know, there was no big stroke of inspiration, and but I did it, and I've been doing it consistently. You know, I've gotten back on track. That's always been my goal is to write an hour a day. And have I hit that goal consistently every single day? No, you know, I'm not perfect at this and um but I'm striving to be and I'm not giving up and I am navigating the day to day and the neighbors and their dogs while also having very big ambitious dreams and pursuing them as effectively and efficiently and as ambitiously and consistently as I can and constantly striving to uh to improve and and get better at my process, get better at creating, get more consistent at putting in the work. And you know, the fun thing about all of this is I'm I'm giving you the day-to-day grind, you know. I feel like this podcast if you know, in 10 years my whole story got made into a movie, this day-to-day would be the 3-minute montage you know, the years and years of just work and putting your myself out there and, and the day-to-day writing, that's, that's actually the least interesting part of any movie, and yet it's the most significant part. You know, you watch Rocky, and it's... What's the most important part of Rocky's success? It's that he woke up every day, ate his protein, went running for five miles, went and punched a, you know, big slab of meat at the thing, went into the gym and sparred, and trained, and he did that every single day for six months. And that's actually what allowed him to be successful in the ring. And how does the movie treat that? Uh, Three-minute montage. 
what's the rest of the movie? The rest of the movie is, you know, him having the big dream and wanted to be the fighter and, and the love story and, you know, well, let's just get to the end fight when we know that he's going to go 12 rounds with Apollo and, uh, you know, let's just skip through the actual important part, which is the day-to-day grind, because that is just not sexy. That's not the the cool, sexy uh, story trope. Well, I mean, it's it's part of the trope, but it's it's uh it's the least interesting part of it. So I was like, well, well, how, how do how do we convey convey that he just worked every single day? for months and months. I don't remember how long the time frame was. How do we convey that? Eh, let's just do a montage. We'll just throw him spar a little bit. We'll throw him, show him jogging a little bit. We'll play a little Eye of the Tiger, have him run up the, the big staircase, go like this, like he already won. And now let's get to the fight. Let's get to the exciting part because all of that work is boring. You know, all of the dealing with the day-to-day is so boring, but it it actually is the, the crucial part is learning to manage that day to day, putting in the work, being consistent, writing, creating, marketing, whatever it is in whatever pursuit you're doing, and realizing that while you're doing that, you may have a neighbor's dog or two that you need to deal with. And that's just part of life. And uh, that's probably. N- never going to change no matter what happens in life. So just learn to love that and enjoy it as much as possible. So that is what I got for you today. Beautiful, lovely people here on, uh, what is it? December 29th, 2023, episode 30. I've made 30 episodes, everybody. How about that? A month of episodes. Talking about consistency, doing it every day. That's 30 episodes which will be summed up in a montage that half of the many people who usually watch these videos on YouTube would do anyway, which is like, I think my most viewed video is like 30. And you want to know what? That thrills me to death when I see that anybody is watching these. And I hope that when you do, that you get a little bit of inspiration, little motivation. You feel a little bit better about where you're at and that you are encouraged to go, hey, if this bald, old, uh, wannabe, uh, <laughs> that's very self-deprecating. So, somebody left a comment on my YouTube the other day, said, well, I hope you're not being self-deprecating. I'm going, actually, that's all I do. So here I am, I'm going for it, and you can too. And let's uh, let's see how this journey plays out for all of us. And let me know what you're up to in the comments. If you have a dream, if something you're pursuing, um, something that's important to you. I would love to hear that and to be a part of your journey. So I love you all. Hope you're doing well. Hope you have an amazing Friday here on December 29th, 2023, episode 30 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, and I will talk to you tomorrow.